When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. This is Andy Gutierrez from StarWars.com, and you are listening to Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. This is the podcast you're looking for. This is Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. Joining us today for a cup of coffee to talk about, what is it, the 12th episode of Season 2 of The Bad Batch? This episode is called Metamorphosis, and I think there are a lot of changes in store, uh, including our normal uh, host for these Bad Batch episodes, Mason is not able to be with us, but I am joined by two of our great friends. First, uh, Mr. Ross Holliban. Hey, Dan. Great to see you, and uh, thanks for having me. And you know what? This really is, I remember when I was probably uh, probably around Mason's age, maybe a little bit older, I had tickets to see the, the Capitals host the LA Kings and Wayne Gretzky. I was so excited to see play, and then he didn't play that game. So that's what I feel like showing up to this without Mason right now. Right. A, a true legend and superstar, but we'll try to do him proud and have some fun <laughs> along the way. I love, well, yeah, he, he was bummed he couldn't make it, but um, he had other things he had to take care of. So yeah, we are, that is, it is great to see you. And I, I made a mistake. Um, it's the 11th episode, Metamorphosis. But what I didn't make a mistake at is getting our other guest to also join us. He has not been on in a while, but we certainly, um, I have I have a place on the mantle for him to come hang out anytime, Mr. Tyler Pompa. Hello, everyone. Thank you for uh, inviting me. You waking up and seeing this this morning made me very excited and also made me tell my wife uh, we need to catch up because last episode we saw before today was the racing episode, and then we just binged them all. So we're all oh, good wow. to go now. Okay, good. <laughs> well, so you're welcome. I helped to inspire you to uh, to kind of put the pedal to the metal or put some more coaxium into your vessel ready to roll well let's do this this is a quite an episode a lot to cover so ross we'll start with you just give me one word to describe uh the episode for you and then just kind of give your overall thoughts on it we'll save of course the letter grade for the end of the show my one word is gauntlet as in it has been dropped with this episode and it is it is time to roll so I've I've enjoyed the entire season. This is the first time where I kind of had chills as certain parts happen. So love it, it's been that slow burn, but I'm loving this, and I this is my favorite episode by far so far this season. Fantastic, fantastic, Tyler. What about you? What would be one word you would use to describe it, and then your overall thoughts on it? Um, I would say blended. 
because to me, watching the show, it I feel like you have the episodes that deal with the actual Bad Batch, and those are just kind of side stories. Those are them running off on other missions, and then the episodes that don't deal with them are actually huge to the Star Wars canon and where we end up, and I think this was that perfect mixture of the two. That's cool. That's very cool. I agree with you. My word for this one is xenomorphic. Uh, this is just a fantastic, uh, very unique tone that we really haven't seen in the Bad Batch. It's one of the more suspenseful, um, spine-tingling episodes I think we've seen in Star Wars animation. The execution of it is absolutely marvelous. And I can't wait to dive into it with the two of you. I, I think right away, the opening scene very much sets a tone for what is going to happen in this episode. Um, Ross, we'll just start with you again. Tell me kind of what you were thinking as you first realized, okay, this is going to be different. Yeah, I, I think you I think you led into this a little bit with it was a complete horror movie start. Mm -hmm. And I was completely for it. It gets into it a little. I think it goes into uh, a film that I would reference later. Maybe one of you will bring up a little bit later. I don't want to give it away too much this early. But as we're on Transport 904, which we end up realizing is a research vessel, we're watching this clone commando get hunted. And it's so cool to see his helmet, the high-volt Electra staff he's holding, even though it kind of loses power. And then you're hearing this creature growling. And the hunt is on. And you know that he doesn't stand a chance. No, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, can I get what you just tell us the movie you've got me. I think I know what it is. Is, is it involved a ship that starts with the letter N? I alien like, yeah, this, this is alien. This is, Hey, this thing is in the rafters. Like it could be anywhere and you better be careful. And the lighting is gorgeous. The, the shots, the angles, all of it, you know, and you know, with your, your xenomorphic, comment there it is it takes you to a different place and it's super cool even the slime that drips down that record gets on his on his glove itself on his gauntlet if you will yes uh so tyler you're a, i'm assuming you're a big horror movie guy too right oh absolutely i uh i i alien was one i actually i saw years ago and i actually just recently watched it a couple months ago and yeah it was very uh I was just like, oh, they definitely need to shake Ridley Scott's hands for this. It was, it was really, really cool. Um, and I, I got like super hyped seeing the Republic Commando show up, and then as soon as you start to see like the other monster, I'm like, oh, this just got even better. Yeah, there, there's a lot of monsters in this. I think uh, one of the biggest monsters is uh, Doctor Royce Hemlock. Now I so it's kind of all jumbled with me because you know I have seen this entire series except the last two episodes. So I, this is the first time he shows up, right? In this season? I think yeah. it's the first time I've ever seen him. Okay, okay. Well, it's possible he may come back around. Uh, he, um, I love the fact that his last name is a famous poison. Hemlock, right? That's what Socrates uh, died of, drinking perfect. hemlock. It's, it, it's absolutely perfect. He's, he's a poisonous, nasty person, Tyler. Uh, give us sort of psychoanalyze Dr. Royce Hemlock for us. And we don't, we don't have to go linearly. You can go anywhere on the episode you want to. Yeah. So whenever I first saw him, it really opened my eyes at how 
the animation has progressed because he didn't look like a cartoon character. He looked like some somebody that'd be hanging out with like Joseph Mengele. Like you'd see a <laughs> photograph in like 1944. Like, oh, that's a creeper. Um, yeah, he was. <laughs> He was very unsettling, and uh, I, I like bad guys that kind of make me feel on edge like that, but I don't know. He just kind of, for, for a kid's show, he kind of pushed it to that next level. Yeah, he's 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 cold-blooded. We find out at the end of the episode uh, that he has, he's just, he's extraordinarily manipulative, even the way he's got like those cuts in his in his eyebrow. Just give him like this edge, and in one of his hands, Ross doesn't it look like he's obviously not Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi, but it's almost like a, like he's got a robotic hand or something. Yeah, it made me think the same thing, and it, and I mean that wasn't by accident that they showed that shot of him kind of mm-hmm. holding the the gloved hand and and kind of squeezing it with the other. Um, but I I very much, especially as he went in and started talking to Nala Say, this was the same discussion that director Krennic had with Galen Erso. Yes. So this was this was almost one to one. Don't you want to serve your empire? Don't you want to be a part of this accomplishment? Um, and as they're dressed in what I thought as well was the similar outfit as Dr. Pershing mm-hmm. from the earlier seasons of The Mandalorian. And isn't it perfect that in a in a very uh horror centric episode we've got a mad scientist? Yes. Oh yeah. I love and that. It's it's so true. Like you said, the dress, the 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 the, the catch of comparing it to Rogue One is is really apt. I also like uh, the fact that he has Nala say captured, and you know, and he, he you know why don't you don't you want to help the make the galaxy a better place? Whenever evil people talk about the galaxy, it always sounds so like despicable and. Like it's obviously such a front. He's not even trying to hide the veneer of he only cares about the emperor. When he mentions the emperor's name, he almost says it in like this weird, like you know, it's a family show. But he's 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 very happy to serve the emperor, and it's a very disturbing way how much joy clearly is getting out of out of serving his emperor. Well, and he refers to it as the emperor's purpose. Yes, and serving the emperor's purpose and. That just makes it so much scary because that isn't something altruistic, but it is this higher plane that he's, that he's trying to attain. And -hmm. it's just like, Oh, you're Mm -hmm. a psychopath. Yes. Yep. He's a sadist man. Mm -hmm. And she says, Nala says, you know, it's, I don't know the exact line, but it's basically, you know, it's really hard for me to be motivated when my entire civilization was wiped out by the empire. Pretty valid. Pretty valid. We see later, of course, that Lamasu yeah. doesn't feel the same way. But let's uh, jump into the heart of this thing. Uh, this Sid. Well, I guess we should talk about Sid really quickly. We, you know, the Band-Aid is slowly beginning to pull off of this relationship. Um, and Sid, like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to learn about where the guys are at and where Omega is at with Sid on this episode. Tyler, I mean... You just been just pretty, so it's all pretty fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. Where do you think we are with Sid? Yeah, I uh, that that's a character that I've never really cared a ton for. I've always felt like there was going to be like a B side at some point where you're going to get something bad. So I think we're finally starting to get there. Like she's probably eventually going to 
throw them under the bus for her own gain. Um, I did really enjoy her trying to um, like work with them and be like, oh, 30% and like just the, the no sell of Hunter's face the whole time as she closed. So I was like, okay, fine, 50. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. And I just felt that she is last season. I thought that she was part of the batch. And I think I said it on the show one time, Dan, mm-hmm. where I was just like, mm-hmm. you know what? I almost see her as a member. Yeah. Um, but it's sometimes people don't belong. You know, she, she had choices to make and she has made them and shown her true colors. And even the warnings that have been given uh, by the crime Lord, to the batch about her of just like, Hey, be careful. No, know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's setting us up for another twist down the line. But as of now, it is just like, they're not important to her. Like much like, uh, Hemlock wants the assets back. She, she just sees them as assets. Oh yeah. Uh, and even like when she says, Oh, how about 35 or 30% in, in text? Like that's our standard, rate and then she eventually raises it to 50 out of the and you know it's always like something like the devil's you know it's just out of the goodness of my heart right and i love that while this is happening wrecker and tech are just looking at her and they're not even mm-hmm. trying to pretend like they're entertaining but wrecker i will kind of look up once in a while kind of a, a little grin like ah eh? how about that um wrecker's not dumb i just think he's much more soft-hearted than his outward appearance would let on but I really like that, and I agree with you, Tyler. I'm I'm very over Sid, and I don't, Ross. I don't think you're the biggest. I don't think there's going to be a Sid tattoo coming your way anytime soon. Yeah, it's not. It's not in the plans. <laughs> it's not in the plans. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, Matt Martin. I know you were pulling for that, buddy. It's not going to happen. Uh, l- let's talk about. It's time to scavenge the cargo. They don't know what's on the ship. We know what's on the ship, and I think there's anything from from them first going on the ship to the Zillow beast escaping is fair game here. Tyler, I'll, I'll let you start. Tell me some things that kind of jump out for you about this entire middle section of the episode. So this part, I think is at the beginning, I said the beginning was Ridley Scott. This is where I think they went to James Cameron with aliens. Um, This was definitely a lot more action packed and the way they like lit the Zillow beast and the way it was like, It'd be like crawling on the ceiling towards him. Looks like it was shot straight out of Aliens. Um, yeah, I definitely like the whole atmosphere of it. And the little uh, jump fake out with tech where the robot came out and was like, danger, danger, danger. Yeah, and I thought that was a really nice uh, touch as well. Yeah, that was. I, I thought it was a very well done sequence and one I'm definitely going to go back and watch at some point. Well, whenever you see, like if we're talking Alien... You know, androids and alien, not not real good. Not a real good uh, person to be around. So it, I'm sort of in that headspace, and I see the thing drop out. Right away, you get the sense that this is a, a droid that, I don't know, you want to say trust, but you know it's not out to betray you. It doesn't look like it's going to be any kind of a danger anyway. But I, I feel like it sort of subtly amps up the creepy factor, and it's already bad enough because mm-hmm. you can't see anything. Oh, definitely. Well, and as it... Just as it struggles to talk, you know, it is, Mm -hmm. this is dilapidated. Why, why would a droid even bother at this stage? But it is, it's terrified. 
by mm-hmm. by what it has seen, which I think is fascinating. Um, but I, I guess the tie-in is that the droid runs on energy. And yeah. that's, that's what the Zillow Beast feeds on. So that's why it's hiding. Like, no, 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 you're not going to take all of this out of me right now. When, when I, so when did you both first realize this is the, uh, not the Zillow Beast, it's a Zillow Beast. When did you first realize that? I don't, for me, it wasn't until it really got outside um, and started growing and getting a little bit longer um, and started to make me think of of the original one that I saw in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah for me, it wasn't until Tech said, oh, this was the thing that happened during the beginning of the war. I was like, oh, because we get so many creatures on like an episode by episode basis of whatever you're watching that that one just kind of like went to the back of my mind until he specifically spelled it out for me. I was like, oh, sweet. Nice little callback. I I wasn't the first time I saw it. I just thought, well, this thing's cool. I like how that's scary. The design isn't like screaming freak out, but the fact that it's powerful and sneaky is makes it scary. Then it escapes and I'm realizing it's growing. I'm like, well, this is a threat, but it isn't until it does King Kong and it climbs yeah. up that tower and it's, it's neck is fully elongated. And I'm like, Oh, I have goosebumps. Now. Oh my gosh, this is. And I thought at that time, well, this is a Zillow beast. Now, yeah. uh, there's actually a great article on stars.com uh, that kind of refreshes your memory, but I highly recommend that if you haven't seen the two episodes with the Zillow beast and in, in clone wars, go on to Disney plus and watch it. Uh, I will give a shameless plug that I did write about the Zillow Beast in the Star Wars book. Um, but it basically what happens with the Zillow Beast is that, you know, there's this massive battle. And at the end, this thing is could be killed. There's something there's something of a, a moment of them understanding or, or sort of making it sort of a tragic figure to a degree. And then the emperor doesn't want it killed. He takes it away for study. And, you know, we as an audience are like, well, that's that's no good. But we haven't seen it for, what, 10 years, 15 years? I mean, it's been a long time. I, I didn't, haven't looked up when that episode first aired. So if you, you get a chance to do that while I'm babbling on, feel free. But it's, it's it, a long, the, long game palps. That's long game palps. That's right. It isn't until the end when uh, Tech is going through the data that he realizes um, you know, did the Empire do this? And he says, well, yes and no. Uh, the Emperor had him cloned before becoming the Emperor. So this was happening while he everyone thought he was a good guy. And again, long, what you, you, how did you explain it? Long game palps. Long game palps. It's That's pretty chilling in and of itself. There's a lot of scary in this entire thing. It's a great sequence. The, the lighting, like you said, the smoke, uh, when you realize that the power is making this thing grow. I thought shooting it was going to make it stronger. That didn't seem to be the case, but the blasters didn't seem to do anything to it. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. Yeah, because it has that, that armor to it where you where you can't do anything to it it was funny because when i first saw it and i kept trying to put everything together i was just like okay is it is this a purgle mixed with a blurg is this oh yeah 
you know, I was going in that direction. And then as it got bigger and as it had its King Kong moment, it was just like, ta-da, we are here. Holy smokes. Well, I, I think they say the creature's genetic materials is, is used for modified armor plating. Yep. So whether that means future Stormtrooper armor, or that means that they have modified the Zillow Beast armor so that he can't be blasted, or is it both? I wasn't quite sure. I almost took it as the Zillow Beast was more protected. I, um, that's what I thought, but, but too. it's extra interesting to think they could weaponize it and turn it into armor as well. Mm-hmm, you know, and, right. and that's what the Empire looks to do. How can I weaponize this? Even that thing that 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 claw that comes down to scoop it up almost looks like uh, like Starro from uh, DC Comics or the newer Suicide Squad movie. Although it was in comics way way before, but the way it kind of comes down like it almost like a beast in and of itself. And that for a brief moment when the Zilla Beast is zapped by whatever it is, probably sucking some energy out of it, uh, it looks a little afraid, which is not something probably those clone commandos would have thought that thing could even be scared of in, in any way, shape, or form. Well, it's probably going back into captivity. That's what it's afraid of. Yeah, which which totally makes sense. Uh, before we get to like the end of this, we're kind of going through it pretty quickly, but I just there's just a lot of really meaty moments that really... They're just great to savor. Like this is a this is an episode to absolutely savor, and like you said, Tyler, go back and watch certain sequences over and over again because it's really beautifully done. Uh, Omega is able to look at this technology, this Kaminoan cloning technology, which is a little bit different. Uh, but she says that Nalase kept some data away from her, and it was more for stuff off planet. So not only is it what we have now. But it also stands reason that it could be other experiments that are going on out there as well. Absolutely. I, I, I'm really enjoying how much they are kind of deep diving into this other clone stuff. Because to me, it's reinforcing ideas we'll see later in the sequels. Even like, what was it, like Beaumont and Kim just saying, uh, cloning secrets only the Sith knew. And we see all like the tubes and stuff when Palpatine's in there and Rise of Skywalker. Like, mm-hmm. But like the more stuff I see of that, that is showing that like no this stuff is still canon i'm I'm really enjoying that and oh, i yeah. don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm weird here because so back to the zella beast eating the electricity like mm-hmm. to get stronger how do you like do you think palpatine's like an unlimited buffet for it with his force lightning huh. yeah and that, like, that's why know. he's far away on a ship yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> as opposed to hanging out on coruscant i hadn't right, thought about yeah. that that's interesting. Yeah, you. Yeah, you want because he, of course, doesn't want to have any be associated with it, so he can just claim like he does a couple episodes before with the the end of the clone program uh, and the creation of the stormtrooper concept. But I really like. Uh, there's this great moment when they realize no, he wasn't trying. What do they say? He wasn't trying to destroy clone technology. He was trying to control it. Yeah. So it can yeah, be completely and that's where... in his power. Omega, you know, a little bit before that, she's gaining more credibility with tech. Mm -hmm. And she's explaining to him, no, come over to this one. This is used to extract and manipulate a host genetic material. Mm -hmm. So she's in her wheelhouse. Like, this is what she grew up with. Mm -hmm. And tech is getting to see that. And the trust that they have been building back and forth together is so critical here. 
and mm-hmm. it, it just shines through. So it's been it's been that slow build, but it's been very smart in setting that up for, you know, when you hit this critical moment, it's happening. And Tech and Omega are, are figuring this out. And that's where it becomes that, you know, Palp's big secret. And hey, did any villagers see this? Did who saw the Zillow Beast? Because every one of those people has to be present and accounted for. And I don't have a good feeling for all of those villagers taken off planet. What's going to happen to them? No, I, that part made me sick. Uh, that's, you know, it's a yeah. fictional universe. It's animated, but it's, it's just like um, some of the horrific things of the human, the human evil that takes place in the, in history uh, and different countries and governments. And yeah. even in the United States, sometimes that really bad things can happen to innocent people. And uh, all these, these people were in their homes and this thing crashes. And because they just happen to be there, they're going to end up being most likely killed too, or in prison for the rest of their lives. Probably not treated hospitably uh, because they you know, you can't have any witnesses. It's just, it just, again, I feel like this, I mean, I feel like rebels really did a wonderful job in so many areas, but this might be the darkest episode in stars animation that we've ever seen. Yeah. It's it's on the list, I'd say. Yeah, I, I can't. Off the top of my head, I can't even think of what rivals it. Can either of you? To me, the only other one. This is an episode that messed me up for several days after I saw it. It's the episode with Luminara of Rebels, where they use her corpse to bring uh, Kanan and oh, Ezra. Yeah, yeah. Rise of the so Old excited. Masters. That was called. Yeah, because I was so excited to see that to see Luminara back. I'm like, oh, she's so cool, and then there's her decaying body. Like I, I remember being at work like two days later and be like, they put that in a kid's show. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not yeah. wrong at all. Uh, the only other thing I want to bring up is um, the, they send the data to echo and Rex to try to figure out what to make of it. Uh, and then former prime minister who is, he's taunted uh, by him luck. Uh, Lamas who shows up smugly about, you know, you're going to end up in prison just like me. Uh, but then as soon as he says, hey, I'll let you free. And she and he says, OK, well, there's this female clone that uh, that uh, Nala say is really attached to, which, of course, we know is Omega. So Lama Su, like even after seeing knowing that his entire community is dis- or his civilization is destroyed, being a prisoner by the, imp- the emperor, he's still that much of a, of a, just a parasite in his own right that he's going to sell out. Now let's say and Omega just for his freedom. And plus, is he really that dumb? Does he really think they're going to let him off for free? I and I've never seen anything like this from a CEO or a politician trying to stay in power or get freedom before. Yeah, never. So, so what a new concept. Yeah, crazy. It's just so just like shallow. Or follows this and <laughs> yeah, like just that like may have been the most sickening part of the whole thing was mm. just seeing how quick he was to betray them. Like these are the people that just destroyed all of your people and you don't care at all. You just want your own freedom. Yeah. It's pretty awful. It's pretty awful. Well, uh, is there anything we haven't talked about throughout the whole episode that either of you would like to bring up before we give our letter grades? I think the only thing is just, uh, you know, we get the chase scene. We're, we're getting Wrecker and Hunter working together as, as they're being chased. Um, and Hunter does a great job of getting them out of there. 
rescuing Tech and Omega so that they can slip away. But now they're even more of a target because they're just like, hey, this ship got away. It's 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 an Imperial ship. Um, so, you know, we're just picking up another bullseye on their back. Is, is this where Crosshair comes back in? Because he's like, I know that ship. I can find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, anything you would like to bring up? Uh, I just want to elaborate a little bit more on, um, because I've watched like seven episodes in a row today. Um, I, I have been enjoying watching the, the progression of the relationship between Omega and tech. Cause that was somebody we didn't get to see paired too often. And yep. now the echo left, it's like, he's, he's kind of like stepped up in his own quirky, um, weird emotional way, but he's still like, you know, trying to be there for her the best that he can. Yeah, and, yeah, kind of seeing that culminate today where they're both on the same page doing what they can to help the situation was really, really nice. I agree. And that's something I've also enjoyed. I know a lot of us, so I know Mason has as well, this um, seeing Tech really become a, a feature player. Um, he's gotten so much more character stuff than he did in, in all of season one. It's been really nice to see. All right, well, Tyler, why don't we, I'll have you go first. Um, give your overall letter grade for the episode. And if you want to kind of add to why you chose that grade, uh, feel free. So I think I'm going to give this one a solid B. Um, it, it was definitely, it, it was really fun. Um, one, I'm excited to go back in, but watching all these ones in a row, it didn't really hit the highlights to me. There, there was that trifecta of episodes where it was like the one with uh, Gunji, Gunji, which is really good. Yeah. Yes. And then back to back, we have the clone conspiracy episodes, which to me, I think have been the highlight of the season so far. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, it, it, it didn't quite reach the height of those, but um, it was still a really good one in its own right. And I'd probably put it third or fourth on the list of all the episodes so far. Oh, great. That's great. So a nice solid B for you. Mm-hmm. Very good. Ross, what about you? Yeah, I'm taking this way up my list. So this, this goes to an A for me. I think this is the episode I've been waiting for. Um, getting that integration, that anything that ties into the Aftermath books, which I think that trilogy is unbelievable, mm-hmm. and the cloning and the components of that that you get to learn from there and how this ties in. If you haven't read those books, go check those out. The The Aftermath trilogy. Um Again, I love where this is going, and I never anticipated a day where The Mandalorian Season 3 was launching that I would be so excited about a Bad Batch episode, and it really caught me off guard with that. That's great. Well said. Well said. This is an A-plus for me. really is. I mean, tonally, it's just a very superior episode. The way it was directed, the way it was... um, there was no wasted space. Uh, there was no wasted anything. The the suspense, uh, the elongation of the plot, the the evolution of where we're going with it, uh, the introduction of a brand new doctor, a, a new character who is uh, Dr. Hemlock, who is quite sinister and nasty, bringing in old pieces, but there's no gimmicks. Here. This doesn't feel like a, a forced WWE uh, situation. This is <laughs> this is very organic. Uh, really frightening. And I like that they took risks, calculated risks, uh, and moved things forward. And now we just got a couple episodes left in this season. It is really shaping up to be something really, really special and spectacular. 
listening to Coffee with Kenobi. You are with Dan Z, the podcast you're looking for. This is... <laughs> well, Tyler, it's been hey, great to you. see you, man. Well, it's been great having me on. So thank you very much. And yeah, I, I'm always happy to come hang out and talk with everybody, uh, at least when my schedule allows it. So Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. It was great to see you at Steam into Star Wars and uh, certainly looking forward to chatting with you in the future. And I, and I believe I have uh, something that you're going to have to send me your address so I can send you this the stand for your lightsaber that you that you won at Steam into Star Wars. So don't forget to send me that. I'd be happy to send it over. Thanks again for being on the show. Well, I appreciate it. Well, thank you again for having me. So, uh, yeah, they're very happy to be on here. Awesome. And Ross, uh, always great to have you on, man, and uh, really loving what you're doing in your world. I mean, you're you're a very, very busy person, and now you've also got a podcaster extraordinaire added to your resume. Please let us know where everyone know where they can find you and tell us where they can find your awesome podcast. Yeah, thanks for that, Dan. I, I definitely want to step back to uh, Steam into Star Wars as well. Tyler, great seeing you. Great seeing your wife, Samantha, there as well. Like, you know, what what a great couple people and, and they're supporting Tom and just being part of the community. So love that so much. Give give her a hug for me as well. Uh, but Dan, as as for my podcast, it's it's still kind of in that soft launch or I'm considering it a soft launch for the album cockpit podcast. And I posted the third episode today. So it is a college buddy and I who December 5th, 1994 saw the band live play in Lancaster, Pennsylvania in a college gymnasium. So only held 6,000 people. So we go through the 15 songs of that set list and recount thinking we were going to go through the floor because it was bouncing so much. (laughs) Um, It just an unbelievable experience. And that's what I want to draw out through music with people and their musical experiences. So Currently, there's there's a live episode, a guru with his Jazzmatazz album and Foo Fighters Wasting Light uh, with Star Wars sketch, sketch card artist Ashley Brienzo um, as the guest talking there. Uh, upcoming is Oasis, Bad Brains, Shania Twain, PM Dawn. And Dan, I'm going to put this one on you. Would mm. you like to announce the album that we're going to talk about soon? Oh, yes. The 1978 Paul Stanley solo Kiss album. Absolutely. Cannot that wait. Sounds about that. right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And where can people find your podcast? Uh, so it is a Spotify podcast because this way it enables me to play the music in the episode. So it, it goes from playing a song to having the reaction to it, playing the next song, reaction. Um, and I really wanted to do it that way. It's going to, it's probably going to hurt numbers for me, but this is definitely a passion project and I wanted people, people to be able to hear the music. So not about the numbers or anything like that. This is about having a chance to connect with friends, celebrate fans and, and the albums that they love and do it that way. So album cockpit podcast on Spotify, but you can also find me on that name on Instagram and starting a little bit of a YouTube, I may get to some actual videos, but a lot of reference material there. So the the band's videos, interviews, things like that, that I'm researching to do these episodes. 
That's great. Well, it's very exciting. Be sure to check that out on Spotify. Thank you both again so much. Be sure to get your top five list ready so that you can join us next Tuesday night, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Give your top five moments from not only Metamorphosis, but from the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian, The Apostate. Thanks again, everybody, so much. We will see you next time. Remember, this is the podcast you're looking for. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for.